Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, comment, opinion, living in today's world, all coming your way in just a minute. Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. Really excited about the opportunity to share some thoughts this weekend in Las Vegas with Pastor Billy Crone and the families there at Sunrise Bible Church in Henderson, Nevada. That's really Las Vegas. All going to be a great time Saturday and Sunday. That's Southwest Radio Church Second Prophecy Conference. We were there last year at the same time. What a fantastic group of people. They love the Lord. They're knowledgeable on the Bible, and Billy Crone's known around the world for his teachings on prophecy. So it's going to be a great time. We'd encourage you to pray for us, my friend. And the big move, big move for Southwest Radio Church to Tennessee coming. Oh, lots of things happening in the world today, and we're grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it all. So join us, my friend. Pray for Greg Patton Ministries, producer of Hello World. It's such an exciting time to come to you daily and share news, information, and comment for the Christian. We're grateful for your support, your prayers. What in the world is going on? Who to believe, who to believe? Democrat Katie Hobbs has been elected Arizona's governor. This all went down when finalized yesterday, defeating an ally of Donald Trump, who, while she claimed the 2020 election was rigged, most of us believe that, and refused to say she would accept the results of her own race this year. Hobbs, who is Arizona's Secretary of State, rose to prominence as a staunch defender of the legitimacy of the last election and warned her Republican rival, former television news anchor Carrie Lake, that she would be an agent of chaos. Hobbs' victory adds further evidence that Trump is weighing down his allies, they say, in crucial battleground states, as the former president gears up for his own announcement as early as today. Oh, I'll tell you what. Strange. Ha Why is all of this happening? So we're still shaking our heads, everybody analyzing what happened. The red wave didn't happen. And they basically say there was two key factors, and it's kind of hard to hide from this. It helped the Democrats avoid the Republican red wave that so many predicted. President Biden's giving away of billions of dollars in student loan handouts and the big issue, abortion. So many people want to kill babies. Not a problem. I'll tell you what won this election for the Democrats. You know it's true. Young people came out to vote. They got paid to come out and vote. Student loans? Come on. Thousands and thousands of dollars they don't have to pay. The whole thing, the election was a buyout. So say many of the conservative experts, and I think you'd have to agree, don't you think? Come on, the thing is, this election, so much of it was about abortion. President Biden offered up something many legal observers believed would eventually be struck down by the courts, but the student loan handout seemed enough to bring out the 18 to 24-year-olds to vote Democrats. Get them over the top. Here's my hand. Fill it with something. While well, a federal judge has since struck down Biden's overture, which many said would have been the largest executive branch delegation of legislative branch power, well, forever, maybe, it was still timed well enough to excite, invigorate young people from coast to coast to back the Dems. Oh, brother. Coupling with the realization of Republicans' 50-year goal of protecting unborn lives after the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Mississippi, 
and returned abortion regulatory powers to each state, the GOP was facing an uphill battle all the way. Something to think about. Here you go. At least one more time from yesterday's tragedy. Family and friends of three college football players gunned down at the University of Virginia called their slings heartbreaking and tragic. There are hundreds of different stories like this every day. In America, three young football players killed a little more than 30 hours after the team's game against the University of Pittsburgh. Police named one-time football player Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. as the shooter. Just one player, Lavelle Davis Jr., set to graduate in December, was a beloved first child and a role model for his younger brother and sister, said his dad, Thaddeus. He said, I lost my baby. This is my firstborn child, he said, adding that his son could light up a room with his smile. He was focused on school and football and his family. They're from Charleston, South Carolina, and they were heading to the campus today. Davis said he learned the news of his son's death Monday morning after he got a call from his wife while he was at work, and he didn't know exactly what happened. He said he last talked to his son on Saturday. Oh, and how many times have we heard this? He wished he could have told his son one last time, I love you, son. So what was Pelosi up to? Oh, no, not Nancy. Her husband, Paul. NBC News national correspondent Miguel Almaguer hasn't appeared on that network for the last 11 days since his explosive report on the Paul Pelosi attack was retracted. But he and NBC News have remained silent since the scrubbing of his report suggesting the House Speaker's husband may not have been in danger when cops got there. This whole ordeal has puzzled NBC News insiders, with some believing the report was squashed because it went against the mainstream narrative of the lefty loonies. A former senior NBC News executive who worked with Alamgar believes the network needs to explain what in the world's going on. NBC News must be more transparent with its viewers about mistakes made here. Who wrote the script of this whole thing? Who approved the script? Are he and his producers suspended during an internal investigation? NBC's silence on the matter speaks volumes of the direction of the PR campaigns today known as network news. NBC owes it to its audience to be truthful and not cover things up. You got to be kidding. The networks tell the truth, not cover things up. What world are these people living in? Well, nothing new here. Monday's meeting between our so-called president and Chinese president Xi Jinping, which took place in the shadow of the G20 economic conference in Indonesia, has revealed troubling aspects of a, a coming new world order, Chinese style. And just how bad and how wrong-headed and how weak Joe Biden is when it comes to understanding the communist Chinese threat. The first indication of a problem was the optics. When the two presidents came face-to-face -face at the summit, Biden was seen smiling with his hands extended as he anxiously walked toward the Chinese counterpart, who, by contrast, appeared almost demissive of the American president. The scene could be likened to that of a young subordinate who just saw his boss and hurried his pace to welcome the boss while the boss looked down at his young upstart, Joe Biden. Yep.
More news right after this. Hey, when's the last time you heard this? I am so disappointed in you. That comment either directed to you or you directed it towards someone else. You know, I think most of us know what it feels like to watch someone we trust very much go down in defeat. Often, however, when this happens, we feel abandoned. We feel a little taken advantage of. You know, it's critical to your spiritual health to stay focused on Almighty God all the time, especially when you feel you've been betrayed. God knows in our humanness that we search for heroes. We like to put people on pedestals that He never meant them to stand upon. In doing so, we place expectations upon them that they may not be capable of fulfilling. You know, only God, Almighty God, can meet all of your needs this week. Ask Him to teach you how to be balanced in your relationships and in your view of others. Remember, each of us is a life under construction. Keep this in mind when others disappoint you. It's just their way. It's just their lifestyle. Leave them alone. No, no, no. It's much bigger than that. Much more involved. And if you're a Christian, so much of what the LGBT queer group is doing in America today threatens you. And freedom of religion for Christians. So many states trying to use different kinds of laws to license sin. One example, California. A law making it illegal. Illegal to distribute resources, sell books, offer counseling services, or direct someone to a biblically-based model for getting help with gender confusion today and homosexuality, which the Bible condemns. Meanwhile, I'm sorry, but so many Christians believe the LGBTQ movement's lie. We're only seeking Christian love and acceptance in the world today. The truth is, this movement seeks to bury Christians and Christianity, bullying you into silence and extinction, my friend. I'm sure there are people wondering why we do so much on Facebook, posting articles and things about homosexuality. Do you hate the homosexual? No, no, no. For the last time, no. Don't talk about Planned Parenthood. You know. Illegally trafficking with aborted baby body parts. I'm sure it's all ugly, but it's true. And you need to know the truth. You shall know the truth. What's the Bible saying? Set you free. You need to be able to figure out what's going on in the new America, my Christian friend. Yep, you need to stand up. I know many of you are. The rest of us, get on board. So many Christians want to remain neutral on political things, cultural issues, for business, and various other reasons, oftentimes because of finances. Folks, I would never arrogantly tell people how to run their lives. What concerns me is that Christians who still do not understand what we're up against and Christians who are embracing leftist agendas, believing it's what Jesus would do. Go ahead and put your bracelet on there. It bothers me a great deal that men and women of God allow themselves to be bullied into not speaking biblical truth and common sense in the new America. I hate to lose, I'll admit it. I never want to surrender ground to the enemy, to bullies. Leftists worldwide portray Israelis as villains, claiming that Israel refuses to negotiate with Palestinians. The goal of Palestinians is to drive Israelis into the sea. 
So how do you find any common ground and negotiate peace with people who want to kill you? Christians are dealing with the same scenario with the LGBTQ movement. Using their bogus victim status, LGBTQ activists are using every weapon in their arsenal to punish, humiliate, and destroy Christians, ultimately wiping Christianity off the map. So there's that lesbian dressed like a man at your event. What? Everyone being kind and polite, are you? The loving Christian thing to do is to help guide this gender-confused woman to find peace in the world today and in being the woman God made her to be. Outrageously, leftists have made it illegal in some states to compassionately share Jesus Christ's love with someone like, it's an incredible new America. An extremely effective tactic of the leftist is to force their agenda down the throats of the mass and then somehow portray themselves as victims. You need to roll your eyes and say, how can this be happening? Because we have kept our mouths shut and have been the sweet Christian movement in America today. Come on, my Christian friends. The goal is to erase you. So they're trying to tell us how it all began. Around 365 million years ago, fish decided to leave water for land, and now there are 8 billion humans on the Earth. Population Earth will reach 8 billion. That milestone, according to the UN projections this year, it's the result of an epic growth spurt in the last 100 years. Just 2 billion humans in 1925, 4 billion as recently as 1974. So we once again doubled our numbers in less than 50 years. What drove it? People are living better, living longer. Child and maternal mortality rates way down. Scientists have developed cures for deadly diseases, and extreme poverty has plunged. The world population expected to peak in 2080 at about, well, 10.5 billion people. So hang in there. A lot of nonsense there. Oh, we all said, go ahead and Google it, huh? Google agreed to pay $391.5 million to resolve a massive investigation into how it tracked user locations in the largest multi-state privacy settlement ever in U.S. history. No reason for him to lie, is there? Jeff Bezos, the world's fourth richest man, told CNN he's going to give away the majority of his $124 billion, going to do it in his lifetime. It's the first time the former Amazon CEO has made this kind of commitment. Meanwhile, Amazon plans to lay off 10,000 corporate and tech staffers. 10,000? Largest layoff in their history. Another court blocked Biden's student debt forgiveness plan. This time, it's the Eighth Circuit Court. Iran handed down its first known death sentence linked to massive anti-government protests to a 20-year-old Masha Amin. Amin was detained over how she was wearing her hijab. Not sure what this means, but London is no longer Europe's largest stock market. It now belongs to Paris. This might interest you if you're into Christmas movies. Well, with Candace Cameron Burr's first GAC family Christmas movie set to premiere later this month, Hallmark Channel's former Holiday Queen is speaking out about her decision to switch networks now. 
My heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and more purpose and more depth behind them, she told the Wall Street Journal. I knew that the people behind the great American family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. In other words, according to the Wall Street Journal, Burr wants to put Christianity back in Christian movies. And finally, who said that? A hypocrite is someone who spends their life pretending to be more righteous than they really are. A Christian, someone who knows they have no righteousness of their own, that is, but whose righteousness is found in the person of Jesus Christ alone. How many times have you heard people say this? It's karma, really? The Bible says you will reap what you sow. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows, according to Galatians 6, 7. And you suppose this one's true? The lady said the Southwest flight attendant told us to fasten our seatbelts because the captain just saw Top Gun and wants to try a little something new. Okay. Where's my Bible? Life 101. Right after this. We continue to say it. Hello, world. Comes your way every day at this time, thanks to you, meaning your prayers, and in some instances, your finances, helping us stay on the air. Certainly this Christian radio station. They don't have to carry the broadcast, obviously. They are, and we are so very, very grateful to them. Trust you are as well. Meaning that you're praying for this Christian radio station every chance you get. You're certainly listening to it, uh, supporting it perhaps, and so many ways that you can do that. You ask the Lord, how can I help my local Christian radio station, the one I'm listening to right now? God will direct accordingly. And we always say, thank you in advance. Let me ask you today, what is the main reason, the main basis, if you will, for all of the decisions that you make in life? My goodness, over a lifetime, how many decisions do we, how many a day do we make? There's typically a predominant factor governing every choice and action that we make. In certain circumstances, of course, we might be guided by a reason or a feeling here. Got a real good feeling about this. Other times, our main consideration could be a desire. I really want this. Or duty or or profit, of course. Now, for Christians, however, the primary basis for all decisions, primary basis for all decisions should be obedience to Almighty God, should it not? But have you ever experienced situations where obeying the Lord conflicted? what you desired or considered reasonable. I think if you're really living the Christian life and you want to be like Jesus, this is happening all the time. You know, that's probably how Joshua felt when God gave him what must have seemed like the strangest military strategy ever considered. I want you to march around Jericho for six days, and on that seventh day, I want you to circle it seven times. Then you blow the trumpet and you shout, and the walls will fall down. Famous portion of Scripture, Joshua chapter 6. If you were the one to receive those orders, would you obey? Would you do that? Come on. We can learn from the way Joshua responded to God's instructions. He'd seen the Lord keep his promises. He knew nothing was outside of God's sovereign control in life. So a foundation of unwavering faith 
enabled Joshua to courageously submit and follow those instructions, I mean, to the letter. Joshua 1.7, Joshua 24.15. That's how you and I should follow God, too, reminding ourselves of his faithfulness in the past that's going to give us some courage that we need today to walk by faith and not by sight, according to 2 Corinthians 5.7. So are you obedient to reading the Word of God as an example? Most everyone listening to the program today has easy access to a Bible, yet far too often that book is left unopened. If only people grasp its true worth, they would prize God's holy Word above every other possession they have. All of Scripture was inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, and while he used man to pen every line and every thought and every word in the Bible, the Bible originated with Almighty God, 2 Peter 1, 20-21. Consider how we treasure letters from people we love. You might have something left over from decades ago. Our response to Scripture should be stronger than that. The creator of the universe, the God who holds eternity in his hand today, recorded all the truth that is necessary for his children to live fully and joyfully. I mean, both before and after death. God reveals himself through his holy word, which is alive today and is so powerful that it can transform your life. If Hebrews 4.12 is correct, and I believe that it is God's holy word to us. Have you read it today? You know, what's more, Romans 10.17 explains the great importance of our love for the word of God. Uh, faith, how does that come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the Bible, then, is the very means by which saving faith is possible. How could such a book become so commonplace in our heart? I mean, so taken for granted today as it is in the lives of so many Christians. It's vital that we realize the preeminence of its author and Scripture's potential impact on your world just today. Think about the last time you saw a Bible. What was your reaction to it? Did you finger through the pages with awe, or did you just pass it by with barely a glance? You know, the next time that you open that precious book called the Bible, read the words, savor their meaning, have some meditation there, and ask Almighty God to help you apply those lessons to your life. Yep. We've got a Bible. Are we opening that Bible? And finally, a man walking along a California beach was deep in prayer. All of a sudden, he said out loud, Lord, grant me one wish. Well, suddenly the sky clouded over above his head, a booming voice. And the Lord said, because you have tried to be faithful in all things, I'm going to grant you one wish. What is it? Build a bridge to Hawaii so I can drive over there any time I want to. The Lord said, well, that request is very materialistic. Think of the logistics of that thing, the supports required to reach the bottom of the ocean, the concrete, the steel it would take. I can do it. But it's hard for me to justify that desire, that worldly thing. Take a little more time. Think of another wish that I might be able to honor. And the man thought about it for a long time and finally said, Lord, I wish I could understand women. I want to know how they feel inside, what they're thinking, why they give me the silent treatment, why they cry, what they mean when they say nothing. I want to know how to make a woman truly happy. 
There was a long pause, and the Lord said, you want that bridge to be two or four lanes? <laughs> I, I'm sure we could reverse it, and it's a woman. Oh, never mind. You have been listening to Hello World. Tell a friend about the broadcast and tell them that we want to be friends with them on our Facebook page, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I'm really so glad you joined us today. Until tomorrow, same time, same place, that's the way it is. Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. God bless. Have a great day.